Today is August 20th. The Yankees lost all three games to the Rays, and they lost three more players due to injury. Let's talk Yanks. Let's talk Yanks. That sounds awful. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Yanks. Thank you for clicking play and hanging out with us for a little bit. I'm sure the numbers will be a little down, because why would you want to listen to this? But we will walk you through it. Maybe it's a commiserate pod. My name's Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. In the corner is BBD. And uh, we're coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios here in the Bronx. The, uh, the Paxton news just came out, so that's... You know, I was... I was all right, Jake. I could do a level-headed... Recap. I could try and bring some positivity, some spins to the Rays' loss. Uh, the Paxton news is a gut punch on top of the Glaber news, on top of the Britain news, and I am down and out. Mm. Um, I kept telling you during the game today, let's just hit rock bottom. They're going to lose this game. They're going to get swept I had a bad feeling all the way through. When they finally lost, we ended our live game, and I said, well, there's rock bottom. Got to hit rock bottom to come back up. I was wrong. I was so very wrong. We dug further. We found deeper. Paxton probably out for the season uh, with Tommy John. So, oh. Forearm tightness is 10 out of 9 out of 10. In a week, we will find out he needs Tommy John. The way everything's adding up, it's it's hard to disagree with you on that. Um, well, Elbow, forearm tightness, MRI, that's Tommy John. We'll see. We got one of the ones pitching in our staff in Tanaka, so we'll see if we hear anything on Paxton. But, yeah, I mean, we uh, we just, hey, everyone, how you doing? Glad you're either here to commiserate or drink our tears. And, yeah, Jim, maybe the numbers are up for this episode because there's a lot of sick pups Yankee fans and non-Yankee fans alike. But, yeah, me and uh, me and BBD, right before we started recording, they announced the packs and stuff on the Yes Network, and you were looking at your computer, and me and BBD gave each other the look, and we both looked at you, and your head was down, but you hadn't. Your ears didn't hear it, and we told you. And, yeah, we saw a little bit of life leave you. And it's tough, man. I mean, the and more importantly, you start listing the injuries this year, and this is obvious to all Yankee fans, but it's after last year, man. I mean, we literally broke the record for most injuries by a baseball team ever. Whenever you do something for the first time in baseball, it's pretty incredible. And they did that last year. And here we are this year on a more aggressive pace. I think we have 10 IL guys in how many games? 25, 26? That's that's a pace, a quick math. That's a pace of 30 guys, what I think the number was that broke the record, in about half a season of baseball in about 75 games. So uh, a little turkey math for the kids to start. 
It's incredibly frustrating. Um, I I think we had uh, we had some. Sorry, something in the chat just got me, which would really hamper the weekend. Uh, a potential COVID Mets case. I don't know why the patrons would make that up in the chat. So let's <laughs> maybe we're finding out what rock bottom is, Jim. Heyman said it. Mets have COVID case tonight's game postponed. Okay, Mets are postponed tonight. So we'll see what that means for the weekend. Um, <laughs> going in with a worse taste in the mouth than expected. We'll hey, do that, that. Might let us skip Hap. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That might actually be a good news. Yeah, yeah. Lick our wounds for one a less. Of days. It means that we don't have to have another game without Judge. Yeah, there he is. There's my guy, the big guy. I can spin that pretty easily. <laughs> wow. That's some Jakey Spins-ish right there. <laughs> We're having a good time. Um, so, yeah, we'll, uh, I guess we check off all the injuries. We go through the games. We give some sad sack awards. Maybe we make some jokes along the way. Yeah. Um, no, I'm pretty deep. You're pretty deep. I'm pretty... What do you need? Do you need, like, a, a memory of a story from our past that was something silly? If, if Paxton's out, yeah, how did the Yanks win in the playoffs? Cole Tank. Cole Tank who? Monty? Cole Tank Monty. How do they win a seven-game series? Cole Tank Clark. Cole Tank Monty Clark. No, I'm pretty out. Pretty Chad. down. I mean, uh, hopefully, I, uh, this is why we like to record when the emotions are running. Yeah. You know, as probably tomorrow morning, I'll wake up and be like, man, I was a fucking Debbie Downer on the pod last night, but emotions are pretty high. Most down and out I've been yeah. this season. Um, you didn't think the emotions were going to get to you, and the Yankees decided to break everyone they could. Injuries. Injuries times a little sweeperoo. That'll do it. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, in theory, Chad Green could be a 2-3 inning guy if he still exists. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Didn't see him. He's healthy, though. Didn't see him this series. Oh, God damn it, Crazy. Man. Imagine how Brian Cashman genuinely feels. Like this? Like this times... Times a bunch. Times a billion, man. <laughs> like, this is his life. James Drury in the chat with a Chad lasagna. Don't, don't try to get me going sexy this early into a sad show. Uh, I don't know. You want to burn these games? What do we need to do? I guess we got to get through the games. If Glaber's out with a hamstring, he's getting an MRI. That might just be a mild case, but if they treat him the same way they treat a judge, they'll, they'll 10-day him. Yeah. Hey, Judge was supposed to come back Saturday. Um, yeah, we'll see. Glaber goes down today. Britain hey. goes down yesterday. Did they IL him? Yeah. Glaber gets a good time to rest. Look at that. Maybe they don't need to IL him. Um, he's 23. Be young and healthy. Uh, Paxton, scary. What else happened in this series? Those are the three. Britain, Paxton, Glaber. Yeah. Okay. Um... And then they lost all the games. Mm. They did. I still don't care about those as much. Right. But uh, I, I care more that 
I don't know how I feel. Ooh. Because I don't think I, the next game that matters is the first game of the playoffs. So I agree with not killing them. Uh, injuries are up across the league, especially True. the pitchers. So injuries are up across the league to pitchers. So resting guys makes sense. It's very frustrating to rest guys all the time because you want to win every game as a fan and as a player. I do think they're sticking to a plan more so than trying to win. Um, that's frustrating. Uh, I don't know what to think, man. Looks like you're in good shape, CC. Um, that's that's not real, people. But yeah, man, it's it's brutal. The the injuries, obviously, no joke. And yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've been pushing the regular season a little harder than you because I do think, you know, the the difference between a one or two and a four and a five seed could could very much change your playoff experience. You still got to win the games. Um, and more importantly, I mean, Tampa's peacocking on us. They're they're dancing on graves a little right now. We can beat Tampa if we're full strength. I've like no no scared of that. I mean, they can beat us as well, but it's not like they're like. You know, if we have a, a playoff series with Cole, I was going to say Paxton and Tanaka. Now Paxton out. That's what really scares me because yeah. I could sell you if we have a playoff series with Cole, Paxton, Tanaka. Judge is out there. DJ's out there. Geo's right. out there. Voit's out there. Glaber's out there. Gary's out there. Clint, if you want him somewhere in there, like I could sell you that. Sure, pretty easily, right. and be like, we'd be in that. These games are not indicative of that matchup because fucking Kratz is behind the dish two out of the two out of all the games we played against the Rays. One of the games they beat us, we pitched four guys that aren't even on the roster anymore, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, this game two, they didn't use Chad. Game three, they didn't use Chad. If you give me Chad for two, Britain for one, Chapman for one, with Cole, Tanaka, Paxson. I can sell you on that easily. Yeah. I'm not worried about the Rays in the playoffs. They're good, and it'd be a hard-fought series. We wouldn't roll them over. Right. But these games aren't indicative of the Yankees at their best. Will they ever be at their best? That's the problem now. That is the question, and I, I guess my thing is you want to have every advantage you can because the sport is still baseball. You know, look at look, look at what the Nats did last year. They were in a one-game playoff losing in the eighth inning, uh, something like that. And you, you want to be as healthy as you can be with your best guys. You want to give yourself the best shot to be at home. And, hey, maybe this, you know, hopefully there is a day towards the end of September where we can laugh at this and say – Remember how miserable that was And now we've got these guys back And we're winning games again And maybe we just beat up on Tampa Because, you know, I I don't think we want to end the season Saying Tampa got us 8 out of 2 You know, even if it's not with your best guys You know, we're, there's big brother and little brother And until Tampa really gets us Which, you know If this was talking Rays right now They say, yeah, we've been lining up these Yanks And we just killed them You're right, um Obviously not our best guys, and we got to get everyone healthy. And, you know, you started looking at the lineup today when you were hoping for the three-run rally, and you're like, what? Where's the threat? It's void or bust well, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can so, we end the debate about our backup lineup and our B lineup being good? Yes. Can we please stop having Yankee fans say that our backups are better than teams in MLB? Last year there was a gentleman's discussion. This year, no. I mean, you know, I saw the lineup today and saw the Rays pitching and I was like, that's going to be a bad one. Yeah. Um, so. <sighs> we need someone in the middle, man. 
People are mad at me because I tweeted out the judge thing, the judge spin. Nice. I should have hashtag spin zone to let them know yeah. it was like not a serious thing. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? And it, it felt like last year, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I mean, a lot of guys were out for a while, but they're just missing something in the heart of the lineup. They might have to move Voight down a few spots because like when Glaber hasn't had his power swing this year. And it just feels like that heart of the lineup, like the top is fine. We're always fine if Hicks ends up there or what's going on up there. And then when you're six through nine and you see the Geos and the Guardies, you know on a given day they can give you something great. I don't know. Judge, be healthy and get back. Mm. I, he's he's one of the best players in baseball. Let's, uh, shall we do it? You want to burn game one? I can burn game one. Uh, Okay. On your mark, get your sets. Burn! Blake Griffin Snell and the Rays jump into a three-game set with the Yanks on a Tanaka Tuesday, the first of the season, maybe. Like a teenager getting asked by his parents where the weed is, Masa did not have it. He gives up six runs, five earned, with the low moment being a Lau home run. The Yankees would put up a little fight. El Gary El crushes one, his fifth of the year. The King demands a rally. Two-run Yabo. The King brings home the young prince. Ooh, royalty. 6-3 raise. The bases are hooked, but the Yankees are bleep. Snell and the Rays pen hold. Yankees lose 6-3 final. Tank got got. Finally. Tank got got. By the, by the Rays. Tank got got. He, uh, I, I think someone, I, I forget if it was Katie Sharp, uh, someone tweeted out his pitch location and... He, all, like, right he was living line. all over the heart of the plate. Which yeah, he just didn't have it. Ain't how Tank operates. That's fine. You know. See, that doesn't scare me for... That doesn't change my worry about Tank in the postseason one iota. Sure. He has bad regular season starts all the time. He's going to have a bad day or two. He's not... He's bona fide I'm, in the postseason. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, so I don't... you know. It sucks. The offense was more of the thing. Snell looked good. But again, this is the righty stack lineup, man. This is Clint Frazier, Miguel Andujar, Tyro, 7-8-9. Luke Voigt, Geo Hicks, 1-2-3. Like, Talkman is in there in the middle. So, it's just, you know, that's not the lineup. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. That's not the lineup. That's not DJ. That's not Judge. That's not Stanton. It's not the lineup. It's not the plan at all. At all. Yeah. At all. So like. Um. And hey, I. You know, if I'm, if I'm gonna be your glass half full for the afternoon, um, the Yanks had a chance. I mean, I think they had the bases. Did they have the bases loaded in the seventh or eighth? Um, which, again, I mean, doesn't necessarily mean you have a full-out chance to win the game. Yeah, I mean, it was a walk, a, a single by Clint. Walk, um, single, hit by pitch, and you've got Voight and Urshela. 
Yeah. You know? And Voight, you know, he's amazing right now. He took a he took strike three that I thought was a strike, but he's been amazing, so whatever. Yeah. But uh Yeah, it wasn't like a rally rally, it was one hit. And I mean when when you look at the way this race team's built, it's it's a lot of pitching, a ton of pitching, which we saw. Um, and then a lot of versatile pieces. Um, they're using their bench. I, I hope the Yankees start getting into that game more. I mean, the problem is they don't have healthy guys to field it. Um, update, John Heyman says the Subway Series likely postponed. Mets have two cases, a player and a coach. Um, so might have cleared up your freak end. Um, hope those guys are asymptomatic and don't pass it on to anyone else, but I just wonder why the player and the coach were making out. Oh, okay. Rumor. Isn't that what Heyman's tweet just said? I think so. Didn't it just say a player and a coach were caught making out? Could you comment that under Heyman's tweet? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, on a day that Tanaka didn't have it at all. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, Kiermeyer Kiermeyer's us. He has a big day at the plate. They're, they're eight and nine pitcher. Perez, the backup catcher, they combined to go four for four for seven. We had five hits on the day. The fact that we were still a voider or shell a swing away from having the lead in this game is kind of insane. Um, Nick Nelson and Cessa <laughs> did a nice job, and it goes kind of overlooked. But, uh, yeah, I mean – Tank didn't have it. Snell was solid, and they just go back and forth in the bullpen, man. I hate Fairbanks. You do? Oh, my God, with those big eyes. And Which he, one's Fairbanks? He's got big eyes, and he's just – the way he acts is like he's – I guess I'm going to be mean. Okay. I don't know which one he, he is. He acts like a loser who just figured out what confidence is. <laughs> Like, if he strikes someone out, he, like, his eyes get wider and he, like, looks out in the distance like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. Okay. That is a little mean. I don't like it. I don't like Fairbanks. I like a lot of their other guys. I mean, come on. You don't like this guy. I'm not a big fan of that guy. Okay. I'm sorry, Fairbanks. Yeah. No problem. Doesn't do it for me. Hope he comes on the pod one day. And Jim, how about this? The uh, the every team's complaint shirt. We don't have enough pitching. We don't hit with runners in scoring position. What was the other one? We don't beat the bad teams. We yeah. play down to our competition. Oh for six and running runners in scoring position. If you do that, it's tough to score runs. Sure is. Uh, and Rays were two for six. Huh. And they unroll their big pen. Castillo, Anderson, Rowe. Yanks, six left on base. Rays only left two on base. Yeah, I mean, for what this game was, um, the fact the Yanks had a shot, still a little wild. All right, let's go to game two. Let the fun continue. Es, get it. On your mark. Get set. A battle of the Golden Geese, Garrett Cole versus Tyler Glass. Now two of the most talented arms in baseball. What's your name? Who's your daddy? Is he G-Man Choi? G-Man owns Garrett Cole and then Sunin, no way. Both solo shots, it's 2-0 Tampa. Like Elvis performing in Tupelo on an August night, the king is hot. 
Voight again. One run home run makes it two to one. Geo sacrifices onto the gods for the sacked fly. And we are tied into the eighth, just like the 1966 World Cup. The hungry team beats Britain. Two runs off Zach, but the pinstripes again. Two runners on, no outs in the ninth. Line out, strikeout, strikeout, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Not enough fortitude as the Yanks lose fortitude. How come you went with Tupelo as your hot place? You know, I was trying to think of a summer town. You know, I know Elvis is known for Memphis. Give me the line. Let me, let me, what was it? Like Elvis performing in a tu- in Tupelo on an August night. I would have went with, with like Elvis performing in a sauna. I mean, that would have been real hot. Like Elvis for performing sure. in a boiling water. I wanted somewhere that you knew was warm, and Tupelo just sounds warm. Yeah. What about... Um, I don't know where Tupelo is. What about Galvin? Galvin sounds warm. That's hot. Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Elvis performing in Tupelo. Yeah. <laughs> you think Elvis ever performed in Tupelo? Probably not. Elvis. Elvis. He's born there. What? Maybe that's... Are you joking? I think you subconsciously knew that. Fuck that. So he's definitely performed there. He was born there. Yeah. So you subconsciously knew that. It's not a freak thing. Somewhere deep in your brain, you knew that. I don't like that. You did, man. I mean, I I assume you're right, but either way, I just don't like it. You don't like that there's things your brain knows that you don't know? James Jury in the chat. I was impressed. <laughs> good, good drop. Uh, so how about that? Cole was the best we've seen him. And Cole we said good. that the last two Cole outings, so he's continuing he's to finding get crispier. It. Very mad he got pulled. I love it. That's what CeCe used yeah. to bring. Great teammate. Says the right things, yeah. but pissed. Wants, wants to, to finish. The Yes crew did a really good job with that, too. Yeah. Because I think... At, well, after the game press conference, sounded like a different story. But the yes crew and David Cohn, they were like, y- you want your ace to feel that way, that every time you take the ball from him, he should be pissed off because mm-hmm. he wants to get that next guy always. Um, Dude, Buck told a story. Dude, Buck's, Buck's post games are – awesome. everyone needs to tune in. We're missing it right now. Such so a great Buck, grammar. They asked Buck about too. Call. Uh, <laughs> they asked Buck about Call and, and that whole situation. He said – we had a guy in Baltimore, you know, he was, he was our one, probably three, but our one. <laughs> and I asked him one time, I said, uh, uh, how you feeling? He said, uh, what's my pitch count out? I knew right then he's out. That's not a one. <laughs> it's our three. And it's, it's just good. like, he's like, you're yeah. worried about the pitch count, not how you feel? Yeah. You're not a one. So uh, Buck's awesome. Yeah. I love that story. Listen to him on the post game. Uh, did I do a decent Buck impression? You did a really solid Buck impression. Your impression game I'm, is impression taking game off. Is, is getting better and better as we go. Um, so that's good news. And the poll was the right move, by the way. I mean, especially what had happened last time with Cole against the Rays at pitch 109. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, go you're to trying to save him. You got the out. Everyone's getting hurt. Yeah. Everyone's getting hurt. Oh, my God. Imagine. Cole gets hurt after 110 pitches. I mean, hold your fucking breath. Jesus. We got a lot of games left for Cole to get hurt. I was Boone. And then Britain gets out of it, and then the next inning starts. And Britain and Voight don't connect again for an error, which has happened twice now. Looked like it was squarely on Britain, right? Yeah, Voight kind of shot him a (laughs) look. He was kind (laughs) of—I think what it genuinely was, and yes, was on this too— 
I think people were kind of surprised Voight got there. You've been talking about how Voight's defense is better. Yeah. Voight comes up with it. Britain has a stutter step. Gary didn't even pursue up the line because I don't think he thought Voight would get it. And, yes, a catcher backs up everything, but that's that's a tough one. You don't picture the play going off Britain, off Britain's glove towards your dugout. Well, anyway, but, uh, Britain pulled his hamstring on that play. Yeah. And then... I mean, I I didn't. I actually saw a good response across the board because the next wild pitches. I I actually didn't see a lot of people ripping Gary. Maybe I avoided it, but did you see a lot? Because those were wild. Pitches. Oh yeah, those were spiked like crazy. Um, I mean, Britain was all over the place. So you probably pull him. After the walk, after Brasso comes up, when they pinch it, Brasso for G-Man Choi to get the righty in there. You probably go to your rookie in Otto. Mm. Um, if this is a playoff game, they have Chad up and warming, but they were saving Chad for for the next game. Um, trying to keep his workload down because, again, they're prioritizing rest in the playoffs, especially with their bullpen. They're being very roadmappy with how they use these guys. And it's it's, it's very, all according to a plan. It is very easy to micromanage with 2020 hindsight. Britain's been playing really well. He gets the pill. He gets the out. Um, I'm interested by the fact that, you know, Chapman – Chapman's still making his way back. Uh, he pitched and, once. And I was, I, I was curious. And, again, this is very much a hindsight, but – you couldn't, uh, yep, Mets-Yankees postponed. How about that? So, <laughs> time to heal up. Um, I was surprised they didn't go to Chad just from the fact that if you could get from Chad Chad and Otto to Chapman, you almost have Britain available if necessary to be like, hey, Chapman doesn't have it today, or he's still adjusting to coming back. You have Britain as a backup option. It's a lot of hindsight. Uh, leaving Ruggiato out there is just wild, and his confidence should be shattered. And as we saw today, I mean, it kind of is. Yeah. I mean, but this game, and we have to talk about all of Boone's management because, like you said, the the auto stuff's weird. Oh, my God. But not having Chad is weird. If If this game was like a must win... It, if this game existed in the 60-game season where the second-place team goes to a one-game wild card and the games against the Rays mean double, they mean now, I, I agree it would be the worst managed game yeah. in Boone's career as a manager. Yeah. I think the pitching, not excusable because I still don't love it, yeah. but it's like, it's more that they're sticking to their plan to not overuse guys, and they have a roadmap for players like Chad Green. And if you listen to the pregame show, we do Pitching Path to Victory, and we basically can tell you who they're going to use and yeah. who they're not. And we said they're not going to use Chad. We knew it before the game. So they're probably going to save Chad for Paxton. We said that on the pregame show. And they did. You can figure this out. It's like They have a roadmap, and they don't change from it. So I, I do think it's not Boone being a terrible, terrible like terrible decisions. It's more he just sticks to the map, which that's a terrible plan maybe, but then maybe it's not because these games truly don't matter as much as you think they mean. So I don't know. The pinch hitting stuff is so inexplainable, especially when you send Andujar down the next day. Yeah, and let's – um, you, you know what? When you're managing players health-wise, 
and you're doing all that stuff and you know you want to keep the bullpen fresh or whatever the hell they're doing with Otto uh, do do that when you win so if you come back the next day and we lose with Holder Heller Sessa whoever it is you say well we lost yesterday those we used those guys so we had to go there today mm-hmm. that's how it works here we are sitting with Chad Green not pitching this entire series and I mean that's just Especially after what we just did Sharp stats with Katie Sharp Go listen to it And how dominant Chad's been this year Tough to walk out of the series Especially a cold start Cold glass now To get the second game in the series I don't know It, it feels pretty icky Yeah And now so the end of the game If, if you didn't watch this uh, Roe comes in Back to back days Walks Glaber Walks Gary Um Guardy lines out to center He had a couple hangers He gave him good swings um, Or First one he took looking The second one he fouled straight back And then he hits a liner it's, it's right to center field Not much you can do there This is where it gets a little funky They bring in Jalen Beeks out of the bullpen And it's Talkman's spot in the lineup So it's lefty versus lefty Talkman was very good against lefties last year 9-6 OPS type good against Lefties last year. This we, year we asked him about it. Yeah, we when uh, we, when he came on this very podcast, we, we asked him about it. Jake did, and he had an answer. Like when, it's a like it's a thing. Not to give away too much, he said, "I I kind of like it because it eliminates options." Thorough. Thorough. Um, he's like a lot of lefties just go fastball slider to you. You know they don't throw their changeup. So he's like, I just they don't throw their slider. They throw the changeup. Uh, yeah, they don't throw the thing that breaks in. They don't throw the changeup. They don't throw the changeup and it breaks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, now I'm all confused. You're good. Lefty on lefty. They would throw a slider because it goes away. So that's Talkman's approach. Go check out that interview from spring training. Um, this year he has been bad. It's a very small sample. It's a very small season. Um, but you have Estrada on deck. And I think Beeks has better numbers versus righties than lefties. Anyways, they pinch it Andujar for Talkman, and very much Jim and I agree in this. It was very much like a looking for a spark. Andujar, you've been pretty bad. Why don't we break out in a big way and hit a walk off home run and get out of here? I said it was an insult to Talkman and Andujar. Like Talkman. Had one at bat already because he was a defensive replacement with for Clint when they took yeah. the lead, or it was tied, which is great. That's fine. That's yeah. normal. Expect that. So then he hits for Clint. That's what it is. Um, so he has one at bat under his belt, and then yeah, he hits lefties well, and he's like in the game now. Like he was already a sub. Anduhar, especially with Tyro behind him, where then you can now. Put Andujar at third or Andujar at second or Andujar, you can, you know. You figure it out. It's easier replacement-wise than Andujar for Talkman. Well, I guess they view him as an outfielder now. Glaber to second, even. You can figure it out. Yeah, you make it work. It makes no sense. The only reason I could think about it is they just wanted to see what they have in Andujar or they knew he was going to fail and they can demote him and get the service time just had Yeah, they just had Wade pinch run, so you had options. And, yeah, I mean, Talkman... A, they pinch run with Wade at first, so if you're going to double up Wade and Talkman, I mean, it better be a line drive short hop at someone. What did Boone say about this? Um, I'm not 
fully sure. I don't know how Did hard you, we want to dig. I have it. I just need to skip around. Can skip around a little bit. So I can BS. You know, Brit, oh. that's just I can't do it without. And, ah, and, you know, Brasso, can you turn it up Brasso a little bit? It and, and was able to drive him in. It looked like you had Ottavino ready there. Any consideration to bringing him in there to to face Brasso? Yeah, uh, definitely. But you know, then you start getting into uh, the left-handed pinch hit options um, they have, and I I just felt like spoiler. Once we got it to first and second there and and still a tie score, I just felt like, you know, Britt had a good chance of putting the ball on the ground. Garrett Cole was just in, and he still seemed pretty hard in the sixth, or it was great tonight. And he was, you know, pushing a hundred. Um, I, thought, I thought Garrett threw the ball. Choi hit, a, I thought, pretty good command tonight. I got to ask about it, right? Is there any additional conversation with him after you take him out? Back out he went, and... Uh, you know, I just felt like once it got to Meadows, though, I uh, felt like that was... He came in. Any consideration to sticking with Talkman there? A little bit. Um, I just felt like that was that was our shot there and felt like, you know, Miggy, you know, could have put a charge into one there. So there was some consideration um, to staying with him, but ultimately... I- so he just thinks Andujar's got more power than Talkman, which right now, which right now is uh, true. Whatever. That's a weird. That's a what? I mean, all the other answers kind of make sense, but they kind of scare you for Game Three with the Ottavino stuff that we just heard. Yeah, so. and it's. I mean, it's just bizarre that you. Know, I kind of get what he's saying about Britain. You got a runner on first, and you got Zach Britain, a guy who puts it on the turf eighty percent of the time. Yeah. You're hoping for the double play ball. I kind of get that. The Andujar thing made no sense. No. And if you were gonna do it. You do it for Tyro, because that's that makes sense. Yeah, like you say, you know, Talkman's good. Talkman does whatever he does, and then Andujar pinch hitting for Tyro Estrada makes sense. Um, and Andujar has one of the sadder pinch hit at bats you can have, which again isn't fully on him, but yeah, tough. Another another game that felt ugly and dumb, and the Yankees still were kind of in it. Over, and again. This is what it comes down to, really. 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position. Rays were 2 for 7. Yeah, it's not good. Like you go- Did they cancel the Sunday game, too, for Yankees, Mets? BBD? That- I've only seen tomorrow's canceled okay. so far. They didn't cancel the whole series? Not yet. Either do the whole series or not. That completely changed my weekend. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, how how about this? You're, you're looking for Jakey Analytics? Don't go 0 for 13 in the first two games with runners in scoring position. Tough winning strategy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. I want to burn game three. Yeah, burn game three. On your mark. Get set and boom. A big game for James as Paxton needs a big start versus John Curtis with two S's as the Bombers try not to get swept in the Bronx. Bottom one, no dumb King voice here. Voight is unconscious. Followed by a Glibber RBI ground out, it's 2-0 Bombers. Times are good and Voight's insane. Paxton cruising like a guy on a Saturday morning in his midlife crisis car until a couple walks. Joey Wendell double. Brousseau sack fly. Rays flip it. It's 3-2, but flip it real good by a real god. Geo to God with a two-run homer to give the Yanks a 4-3 lead, and the game would end that way. Ah! 
blow-up inning by the Otto Avalon power couple. And the Andy Man twists the knife with a 1 of 30 stadium porch job. 10-5 Rays. It's a sweep. We're all hurt. Times are bad. Gio and Voight. Those are the two guys. Imagine if we can mix them with Judge and Glaber. Judge and DJ. Glaber, too. Judge, DJ, Glaber. Yeah. Good good Gary. Uh, I get Boone's decisions in this game as well. You just needed to get that sixth inning. Then you have Chad for the seventh and the eighth. And Chapman for the ninth. And here's the thing. So a lot of the people were saying... Uh, well, some people were wondering why Paxson came out. We find out after the game. Forearm tightness, 83 pitches. Uh, that sixth inning, and Adovino gets a clean inning, which, you know, if it sounds like we're walking over ourselves, you know, we have wanted that. But the Rays, because Paxton started, had five lefties on the bench. So if there's a time you kind of can't go to him, it, it's right here because he gives up a really squibby hit to Yandy Diaz. They have a righty shift on. He squeaks one down the line. Nobody's even over there. They pinch hit Brandon Lau, who's been one of the best players in baseball. Non-exaggeration. So now you've got Otto, the guy you didn't want to use against lefties all year, is now zero outs, tying run on second with one of the best lefty hitters in baseball at the plate. And we just heard Boone say about Otto, you know, I didn't want to bring him for the righty because they have all those lefties on the bench. Well, you got it today. What's going on with Otto so weird? Do we like him? Do we dislike him? Is he good? Is he bad? Do they trust him? Do they not trust him? Is he not good because they're not putting any trust in him? Is he not getting any trust because he's not good? Chicken or the egg? What's going on? I guess it, eventually you're just going to have to pitch really well, Otto, um, to get the trust because they're not going to give it to you now. And he almost did. I mean, he... He walked he, the guy. Yeah, he walks loud with first base open, which I, I don't hate today. And then he, he goes, what, strikeout? Let me bring it up. Uh... Diaz down the line, live walk. Choi with the line out to center, which Gardy made a really nice play really on, nice so the play. inning could have been even uglier. He strikes out Adamas, so you got two outs, and they leave Margot up, who's a righty and not a great hitter, and he hits a bloop, end of the bat, broken bat single, I believe, um, right over Tyler Wade, game of inches. I mean, if, if that ball, if Tyler Wade starts the inning, you know, a foot back, he might squeeze that. <laughs> we're, we're up 4-3 and, and maybe the Yankees good pin carries them the rest of the way Unfortunately baseball is a sick sport And does not work like that um, So yeah I think uh, you know Tying together a lot of the ideas uh, That have been running through this episode Is baseball is a little bit of a sick sport A um, couple pitches get called differently Paxton had a 3-2 walk That uh, led to runs in the 5th That could have easily been called a strike and, you know, we've seen Paxton's emotions fluctuate pretty easily on the mound. Does that change the course of the game? If Tyler Wade gets that ball, changes the course of the game. If Brett Gardner doesn't get that ball, the game's uglier. So that's kind of how baseball works. We were in all three of these games with a lot of guys missing. Yep. You liked him? You, would, you rather, would you want him to pivot to Chad there? Alec, Havilon's been good. We were just saying yeah. that. He's been good. So if he can get Wendell there, the <laughs> inning's over. Then Chad has the 7-8-9 on a tie game. You know, but once Avalon doesn't get Wendell, now you can't replace him because of the three-batter minimum rule. Yeah. So do you even not even give him a chance to get Wendell? Yeah. That's like the weird rub of it all. 
It it gets it gets really tricky, and I I think today might have been a learning experience for Boone with the three pitchers because Avalon was kind of left out there. Leave him out there to die on an island, and he had to. I mean, like, let's be rules. honest: if the rules, if that rule doesn't exist, and Avalon, it's one batter. If Wendell gets hits Avalon, you take him out. Yeah, for Zanino, which hey, he doesn't. He doesn't get Wendell, and that was a big part of the job on his end. So, uh, not going to defend him too much there. But then he's in a really bad spot. The next two batters, you know, I uh, when we were watching this, I I wanted Chad, um, which again would have left a, a very tricky eighth inning. Could have left if Chad has a bad inning, <laughs> you're leaving yourself a really tough seven and eight. So I do get it, but um, I don't know. It was kind of one of those. Hey, we've got the lead. It's the sixth inning, and we haven't used a guy who's been one of our best players this season. So you would have liked to see it. Um, you know, Otto was close to getting out of it. From what we were saying before. Otto should norm. We should normally feel great about Otto getting that inning, but they also refused to put him in that situation. So how's he supposed to be confident when yesterday he was staring at what should have been a perfect situation for him to come in, and he gets turned down for it? So, um, again, a series that leaves you with a lot, lot more questions than answers. With injuries galore, not great, Bob. Uh, we have Boone on Paxton and Glaber's injuries. It's a two-minute video. Do you mind listening yeah, to some of this? Yeah, let's let See, it uh, get his vibe on it. He, he's icing now. Um, he just he seems to think it's just a little tight, but we'll probably get this imaged and, and see where we're at from there. Just considering on some of the injuries that you've suffered so far, some of them being hamstring injuries as well, just – how frustrating is it to have another guy out with a potential injury? Um, yeah, I mean, the, again, I, the, these when anyone goes down with something, um, you know, I, I feel for the individual, and uh, you know, we'll find a way to to make do, and it, it allows for another opportunity for someone else to step up in their absence, and and that's what we need to do right now. But right now, I just hoping hoping the best that it, it's not something serious, which I don't believe Was it is with Glaber. Was it just running down the line there, or had that yeah. been bothering him at I think, all? Yeah, I think I think a quick movement out of there that just kind of tightened up on him a little bit. James Paxton really was rolling early on, retired 13 of 14 batters, and then ran into trouble. What do you think caused him to to really lose his command there in that fifth inning? Yeah, I don't, you know, he just, you know, I mean, he was really filling up the strike zone early um, and not overpowering today, but his mix was really strong. Um and then obviously a couple walks that really came back to bite him there in that fifth inning and, you know, had the pitch count drive up uh, in a big way there. Do you look at this as an encouraging outing for Paxton or something that he just needs to, well, to, well, to be able to go deeper in games? We'll see. I mean, the unfortunate thing is he, he's left for an MRI too. He felt a little discomfort in his forearm, elbow. Um, the, the last couple pitches of that uh, fifth inning – um, so we've sent him um, to see what's going on there. Aaron, do you ever ask yourself, I know you went through it last year, but how many blows can this team take? No, no. Uh, again, just for PAX right now, hoping for the best, um, that, that we get good news there and, and, you know, hopefully to continue to work to get them right. Well, the Glaber one doesn't sound that bad, but I still think they might just 10-day him. 
It looked like he pulled out a piece of paper midway through this and read, like, the Paxton news. <laughs> Just came in front of him. Uh, yeah, again, I mean, a, a 23-year-old with a hamstring thing is, is probably better than a 31-year-old with a hamstring thing. Um, and it was weird. It wasn't your traditional hamstring pull, the full come up lame. Like, it definitely happened. He almost rolled his ankle a little bit into it. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I've <laughs> Watch this. not ideal. Watch this little detective. I'm work. now watching. So he pull he pulls something out of his back pocket right here when they when they pivot to Paxton. And then as he answers this question, he gives it a peek and makes this face. Seems like he read some bad news. There's some sleuth stuff there. There's some That's definite alert. sleuth stuff there. Um, um all right. Well, who knows? Maybe the maybe the paper was a prank by Nevin before, and it said like boobs on it or something. Could have been. <laughs> Got Could've big been. baby David, Could've really been. good, and that's obvious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good good boobs. Uh, all right, so I Scotland. Should we just uh, how you do? Pivot to awards. Pivot. Pivot awards today are brought to you by DraftKings. My name is John Boy, and I'm here to tell you that there are 100 million reasons why you should listen up. So listen up. Listen now. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is celebrating the return of sports by giving away what? Sorry. They're giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all of their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home a $1 million prize. Popcorn, Jake. Oh, you're popcorning. To claim... To claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways, all you have to do is this. Download the app and sign up using promo code JOHNBOY. Then enter DraftKings' free football survivor pool. Yes, it really is that easy to claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running to win $1 million cash prize. While the top prize is reserved for one lucky winner, everyone who signs up and enters DraftKings' free football survivor pool will receive an instant bonus prize of at least $5 in value upon entering. We might have to enter one of these, Jim. <laughs> While you're in the app, don't forget to check out all of the great daily fantasy contests DraftKings is hosting for this week's basketball and golf action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for the $1 million cash prize. That's promo code JOHNBOY to get your share of $100 million in prizes only at DraftKings, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Thanks, Jake. Thought you were going to popcorn it back at one point. Sorry. When I get rolling you in that hot. thing, I go. Yeah. You got hot. I go. All right. Awards! The hey. first word we do here on uh, Talking <laughs> Yanks is... Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Who goes first? Me? Cool. My pride of the... Me? Oh, My pride of the Yankees is Garrett Cole. Wow. He's healthy. He's pitching well. He looked ball. really good. And I love the love that he's giving Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Oh, How about might that? Might have to play that soundbite for everyone, too, that hasn't that? heard that yet. I mean, he is smothering Gary with love. I pinned the tweet. You did? Yeah. 
Nice. I think I can find it pretty easy too. Should be. <laughs> a handful of catchers, and I've never been around a guy with a 250-pound body trying to slug in the middle of the order and have you know be expected to hit 30 home runs and you know catch 140 games. Um, obviously, not going to happen in this season, but for the most part, like man is pretty blessed and pretty talented, and he works his butt off back there. So I've just been impressed. Boom. Thanks, Cole. So send that to any Gary Hayer. Pretty cool. I mean, I I was mad at first. He said. You know, Gary's a 250-pound guy, listed at 230. So a little like, hey, come on. Oh, you round up. It's 200, come on. 250, uh, But, yeah, I mean, 250-pound guy with a giant slug in the middle of the lineup. That's pretty cool. With yeah. What did you hear? I heard 250-pound guy with a giant slug in the middle of his legs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got it. Imagine that. I'd be so grossed oh, out. Oh, God. Look down. It's like that scene in Stand By Me when he's got leech huge. on his balls. Gary's big. What are you talking about? What were you talking like about? Like if you're swimming in a swamp and you get a giant slug goes in your right. bathing suit. Oh, that's my nightmare. Yeah, the standby me scene. Leech the on leeches, the balls. Yeah. yeah. All right. Garrett Cole goes six innings, two outs. Six point two innings. <laughs> two earned runs, ten strikeouts. I love his demeanor. I love how intense he is. I love how much he talks. Ah, right, good job, Gary. Yeah. There, Gary. I'm having a big back, time. Back, out back, back, Gary, back. Like nonstop. Pretty cool. Gary's nightmare. Yeah, Gary, <laughs> Gary has nightmares. He looks up. He can't find the ball, which was already his you know nightmare. The Tetris and now effect? it's Gary screaming <laughs> you, at him. Do you know the Tetris effect? Is that like if you played enough Tetris, you would dream in Tetris? Ooh, okay. That's what Gary has going on with Cole right now. He just dreams in like Cole's pitch sequencing. Like, okay, if I see the back foot slide out on the mm. swing, then Cole's going to want me to throw this. It's just his nonstop thoughts. Is dreaming in Tetris kind of cool? That sounds like relaxing. I used to have to do it Just when I the pieces when I spent all place. day video editing. I wonder if this happens to you, BBD. Okay. Like I would dream in like just Premiere, like sliding the the things and cutting and and dragging. It's weird. Tell it's, us it, about your dreams, BBD. It's a real phenomenon. It's a Tetris. I effect. wouldn't not dreaming in the sense that like when I'm asleep and no, dreaming, it's not but asleep. Like, just it's, like in your yeah, head, it's daydreaming. Yeah, you just start like visualizing. But I've had the different moves. like phases with phone games and stuff when I was yeah. younger. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So, Garrett Cole, I mean, it's as much on the field as what he brings off the field. You like that intensity. Paxton seems to need that intensity. We'll see if he's healthy uh, to get back on the mound to bring it. But, you know, if that, you know, you see Tank with that intensity sometimes. Bringing that every night is a tough task. Yeah. So Empty stadium. Um, empty stadium, yeah, to be able to do that is crazy. So and he does it with ease. <laughs> Cole and some. is my easy Pride of the Yankees. Ripping coming off the mound. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I like how quickly you went for it, and I was very nervous. I mean, sweep at home first time since 2017 that that's happened. The Cleveland Indians did it in late August. By the way, we beat them in the playoffs. So that yeah, could that be, was a doubleheader sweep, too, so didn't even count. That, that can be your little your little punchy jab line if you need it anywhere. Um, I can't believe. The last, time the, the last time the Yanks got swept at home, this was a hobby for us. It's very true. Um, and BBD wasn't born yet. There was a huge. Uh, hey, maybe one of the perks of a sweep series is that there was two options for the standout performance. And boy, does Nick Nelson. No, it's Luke Voigt. Uh, Luke Voigt's out of control. He homered in every game this series. John Boyce had him in the Talking Baseball Homer draft. Go check that out. That's been pretty good for him. Yeah, I mean, he finishes five for 10. Four runs, five RBI, three home runs, 500 batting average, and a 615 OBP. Couple nice plays at first. Uh, Louis Linwood is playing some of the best baseball around baseball right now. 
Um, and he's approaching the home run leaderboard. He uh, he was out of his mind this series. Out of your mind. Get out of your mind. Yeah, no, he's been. Get I mean, he even had mind. another RBI on just a single yeah. in this game three. The final so. game. There's still a little bit of hope. Five RBIs, five hits. Dude's good. Jesus. Only. Am I reading this? Only one. Or no. Two RBIs outside of Voight and Urshela. Nice. Good job. Good job. Uh, look, look great, man. No longer freaked out by Skinny Voight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting used to it. Yeah. And he's fast now. Big he fast. led off for the first time. Yeah, lead off Speed point. kills in this game was his quote. So uh, we need a Voight. We need a Voight speed kill shirt. Yeah. That's dumb. Write that down. Did you write it down? I'll message Matt. Messaging Matt. Okay. Uh, moving on. The next award that we do here is... You Yankee motherfucker. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> the problem is there's like so many options on offense yeah. that all of them... It feels rude to just single one of them out. Right. Like no one... got to have a reason. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet and give it to Masahira Tanaka. Whoa. Yeah. People think that I, you know what? You know how many MFers I've probably given to Gary and Tanaka over the years? Fair well, uh, and balanced. Arguably I, too many because you, you like to take that opportunity yeah. to go at them to try to level yourself out. Yeah. It's a yin and a yang thing. Yes. Ying and yang. Not yin and Yang. Who? Ying. Slug? In leeches? Uh, the other person I wanted was a hitter, but I'd just be singling him out, so it felt bad. So, I mean, Tanaka had a bummer. He has bummers of starts. You know, Like, I'm not expecting Tanaka to be Cole, Bieber, Bauer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I don't. He's going to grab the ball every regular season, five days, and dominate. That's not how he is. I mean, we all kind of accept it. So, you get a stinker every now and then. Uh, game one versus the Rays, setting the tone for the series. Would have been nice if he was sharp and crispy and and um, good. Because I think if he was good, we probably would have seen Chad. It would have been nice to see Chad in this series. Yeah. It's our best pitcher. Yeah. So, I'm giving it to Tanaka. I get it. Um, feels almost unfair. Because he just he didn't have it, still doesn't turn out that ugly. But I get it. Adds up. Adds up a little bit. Um, holy smokes! I gave Tanaka mf'er twice last year. When the team hits one ninety six, three times. I think between him and <laughs> Gary, they got six total mf'ers from you last year. They combined for six total. I mean, that's like, you know, if your parents don't punish you when you do stuff wrong, right. that's because they don't care about it you. It is like that. You know what I mean? It's eerily similar to that. Like, I hold them to a higher standard yeah. than the rest. Not mad. Disappointed. Yeah. Like, come on. Big time. Fall in. Fall in, fall in, Stupid fall ass tartar. In. Um, okay. It's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Good. Have you decided? Do you want me to keep Good stalling? Job. I, can do I didn't I, want you to stall from the start. I can do I, a whole I've got one question. Like, is Britain eligible? 
sure. giving it to a hurt guy. Well, maybe after Doesn't the play with right. Voight, he should have said, hey, Boone, Boone, yeah. come, Dono. Boone. Dono, come here. Boone. I'm hurt. Booney. If I try to pitch on this hurt hamstring, I may throw oh. balls wildly inaccurate. So maybe you should have said that. No, but the hitters to escape without an MF is unfair. I'm I'm going by stats on this one. Aaron Hicks. That's who I was looking for. Aaron Hicks goes one for twelve. One walk. So an 083 average of 154 on base. And guess what? You and I were looking up the lineup today, especially after the Glaber injury, which is unfair. Um but you know, you got Kratz playing for Gary, so you lose a body there. Jim. Right now the the guys that we need to be themselves. I mean, it's it's Voigt, it's Hicks, it's Urshela. And then okay, like I mean, Talkman should get some love, but the power just hasn't been there, so it's kind of what is he? Clint is coming back to earth a little bit. So Hicksy, man. Uh you know, just a just a tough series. Wash it off. I mean, the Rays switched him around a lot. They love doing that. They don't believe in right-handed hicks. Me neither. He hasn't shown a lot. He was actually good last year. He had those two really important home runs. It's not that I disbelieve, don't believe in right-handed yeah, hicks. He just, just not as much as lefty hicks. He doesn't make me tingle. Lefty hicks is a, a threat with a really good eye. Uh, yeah. Righty hicks is a really good eye. Yeah. Um, Hicks, you get it. You know, when Judge is out and DJ's out, you have to be good, Hicks. Guardy made a nice play in center today, so he's peacocking on you a little bit. That was a really nice play. It's a nice catch. People are not going to talk about that play. It's a nice catch. It was a really nice play. Got to dive after. <laughs> Don't do it. Why you do that to me? I didn't do anything. Well, you set me up to be a bad guy. I didn't guy. do anything. Oh, I'm a bad guy. Look at yourself. Look at yourself. Just face, nothing else. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> going face mode. Just face mode, John boy. What should we do? Regular old awards? Regular on the wall. Do we need to do like a one negative, one positive rule? What do we need to do? Um, I don't know. Whatever you want to talk about, boop, boop, find boop, the guy boop, and then <laughs> fit in an award. So normal awards then, okay? Normal old awards. Well, so. you have the honors. Yeah, I have the honors. Okay, of course I do. Getting feisty face jump boy. Don't call me that. Jump face. I'm sorry. That's I crossed the line. Hmm. I mean, you're getting close. The way you're wearing that, you're getting close to being mustache Jimmy, which is a guy I haven't seen in a long time. Mm. Has he been on Talking Yanks? No. <laughs> BBD, if you see Jimmy come in here with a mustache, get out. Straight out the window. Ron Swanson, Tammy style. Out. Yeah. Um, probably won't do that because I'm so scared of my double chin being exposed again. If I shave my face, you know? Oh, I know. I'll come in with a mustache, start stabbing you right in the fucking eye. What's your first award again? Uh, my first award is... Um, I will... Never be able to quit you. Award. Award. I will never be able to quit you. Award. Don't quit on me. I won't quit on you. Award. No quitters. Award. Bloop. TJ Lavin Award. It's the TJ Lavin Award. Wow, nice. Got there. 
Got there. Got where we needed to be. Can you erase everything you typed, BBD, and just put the TJ Lavin Man. Award? Thank you. Thank you. I mean, Gary. No, wrong. like the obvious one. So you'll be able to quit Gary one day? Just because they didn't get this award doesn't okay. mean it doesn't fit the criteria. Okay. I can only give one okay. dude. Okay. Who's, who gets it? <laughs> Gio Urshela. Yeah. Makes yeah. the he snag over one. the dugout, makes the play at shortstop. He's the best. I think I've given him an award every show. Yeah. He, him and Voight are the best hitters. Gio's the best. Gio's the best all-around Yankee this season. Does Judge count? If Judge counts and DJ counts, Gio's the third. And Voight has his hat in the ring with Urshela. But Voight, and it's just the position he plays, right. can't change the game with the glove the way Gio can. And that's not a knock on Voight. It's no. just the position they play. I think two-way player would be your safest route. And I think Gio has changed more games both ways than DJ. It, there's another way to shift the award. That How do like, I butter knife this award? There's, I think the way... Impact? I was going to say, like, momentum. Like, Gio Urshela, that inning he had today at third base, if that was a close game, it, it like, changes the outlook of the game. Like, because there's normal innings where third basemen don't make either of those plays, and you're in a hole. Mm-hmm. And Urshela makes plays that you almost look back at as the other team, and you're like, Damn. Like, that's normally something. Um, he hits the home run to take the lead today. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a world where we're talking a lot more Gio Urshela today. I mean, he got a little cold with the bat. They all did. But the home yeah, run, the plays, at, the plays, the play at shortstop, the plays today. The He's so good, man. I don't yeah. like – and the fact that we went from Chase Headley to Andujar, we've talked about this at length, yeah. but like – it's like it's like a, a revelationary in my brain. Ah, yeah. This is what a good third baseman does to games. And I mean, even A Rod was good, got good, but he was weird. He was A Rod. A Rod. It's mechanical. It was a shortstop playing third base. Uh, Gio Urshela is now the right. pride owner of pride owner of the TJ Lavin Award and you. the Leatherface Award and the Leatherface and the Leather award. Hand Award, and he got one pride this year. So he's he's like my he's my most trusted player on both sides of the field. Two way. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like okay. Judge is the only only one there. And he's cute as hell. Cute as hell. You know I love Gio, same birthday. Goalkeepers, uh, third baseman. We get it going. Okay. Who's your? What's your first award? My first award. Um, I am gonna give the the Bush Gardens Award. The Bush Gardens. The Bush Gardens Award. Okay, so the Bush Gardens. For those that don't know. Is a theme park in Tampa Bay and Williamsburg. Uh, it's committed to the health and safety of our guests, employees, and animals. Um, so it's a festival, animals, a lot of fun. 
Uh, I'm going to go with um, Talkman. It's going to Tyler Wade. Mm. And Jim, I'm going to uh, I'm going to fluff you up a little bit. Mm. So I don't want, you know, I feel like I'm losing you going Faceboy on me a little bit. You want no Faceboy? I'll do the whole show with Bush Gardens is a ro- you know, it's a roller coaster amusement park. Yeah. A good roller coaster or some of the crazier roller coasters have loops in them. Mm. And there's been a guy you've been talking about for Three years now? Yeah. Who's got a loop in his swing, and it's got to go. It's Tyler Wade, man. Stop hitting the ball in the air, Tyler. I mean, he's he was making decent content contact today. Content. Good content, He was too. making good content, too. You, the, your half. You, the you half of him. But, I mean, he drove a ball to center. He drove a ball to right center, but it's a big ballpark. He's got to get, you know, 100% of it to really get it out of the park. And, man, you just, you wish, like, look at what Talkman's doing. Look at what LeMayhew is doing. You know, LeMayhew's a little unfair. I mean, LeMayhew's a bona fide pro. He's been great. How can you not see what Talkman's doing and be like, with my speed, I can, like, I can be a game-changing player. I could be talked about almost like we just talked about Urshela. I can affect the game in every aspect. Instead, he's a he's a dud on one side of the ball right now. We uh, we're like having a lot of conversations. We've had a lot because the Geo Love and yeah. the Wade hit the ball on the crown, dude. Yeah. Use your legs, like if line he, drives if, and lower. But a, a ground ball scares the defense. Yeah, one bobble, you're on base. Yeah, it's crazy. I just had such a good tweet. Okay. Now we have our. Oh, you did have a good tweet. Yeah. Go check out at Johnboy underscore on Twitter. Yeah, it's a good one. At. Um, <sighs> yeah, man. And like Tyler, you won't find a better slash creepier fan than me. So come on. Yeah, we want you. Like, like, like it would be huge for me. <laughs> personally. <laughs> if you start hitting liners. So, do, hey, you, you barreled some balls. Just bring that launch angle down, baby. Bye bye. Well, you're ready. You see that ball coming? You just chopped that wood. My next award. Talk to O'Neill. Is the Bacardi and Cola Award. No. Mm. This early in the season? Mm-hmm. You're giving it out. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do it. Do it. All right. And you? Do it. Bacardi and Cola, do it, do it. Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it goes to Brian Cashman. Wow. You're going to feed the beast on this? Just do it. You're going to feed the beast. Call up Clark Schmidt Cash. Okay. Quit dicking around. He's listening. I know you listen, Brian. Listening, yeah, sorry man. about all the injuries. It's a tough go. Doesn't reflect poorly on you, I don't think. Do it, man. I. When have you ever heard me be on the call-up train? Zero. I hate the call-up kids. You dislike the call-up train. Whenever the Yankees tweet, call up Anduhar. Call up Clint. I hate it. Yeah. I'm one of them. Glaber. We were... We didn't hear about any of Glaber's skills. 
The scouting report was a good ball player. He's a good ball player. Yeah, I bet. He is good. Uh, yeah, worked out. Call him the hell up. Yeah. Yep. I mean, now Paxton has probably forced their hand. Yeah. But what are we waiting for? Hap's going to get another start? Like, you need a let's get a shot of life in here. Let's get a shot of life in here. Call him up. Do it. Can we let can you blare this? Yeah. Can we listen to this again? <laughs> Don't have to blare it, but Okay. okay. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Alright. And you? Do it. Bacardi and Cola, do it, do it. Okay. <laughs> Dude, even the waitress is oh, alright. It's pretty so good. good. Uh, alright. Starsky and Hutch? Starsky and Hutch. Go watch it. Alright. <laughs> Go watch it. Oh, you know what? A, you know what? Another good line from Starsky and Hutch. It's another good line, Jim. When they find the dead body in the water, and Owen Wilson's character is, "We got a floater." <laughs> oh, I hate a floater. Let's just push it down the river to the next precinct. <laughs> just kicking the body. It's good. Uh, it's have good you seen that one? Good precinct humor. Beauty? Have you seen that movie? Okay, good. Given not yet. Given we've your homework is yeah. Like we're getting deep. In real. Two movies deep. Real deep. Uh, so the Bacardi and Cola Award goes to you, Brian Cashman. Just call up Clark Schmidt. The service yeah. time stuff is there. It's it's done. You got what the are you extra year. For? You got your time. What are we waiting for? I mean, if you somehow thought we had our five in the rotation locked down, looks like we don't anymore. So, uh, Clarky, what will you do if they do it? Uh, I'm not even going to say it. What do I do if what? We just got you in a nice headspace right now. It's not worth it. Lay it on me. It's not worth it. Lay it on me. Yankees tweet comes out. Here's the roster move. The New York Yankees call up Davey Garcia. (laughs) They won't. Okay. We would have lost bets on your jury. Well, he's on 40-man. Is Davey on the 40-man? He is, right? And Clark's not? But they care about Davey's service time because he's a valuable trade piece. Right. So that's would be really dumb of them to call him up when they know he's not ready. Just saying. Well, so I would, I hope, I would hope you would agree with me. It would be really dumb. I mean, I don't. From the last we saw them in the summer camp, Clark was ahead of Davey. Yeah. And you'd assume from whatever they're doing at day camp in Scranton that Davey hasn't passed him, but... The longer they don't call him up, the more I feel we have a Chance Adams Justice Sheffield situation on our hand, which we don't because we've seen Clark pitch and he's actually good, unlike Chance Adams Justice Sheffield. Good. He actually has plus stuff where you see it. And even if you were in a silo with no batters and just him having a catch, and you'd be like, damn, that Watching was a crazy good pitch. Chance Adams and Justice Sheffield never had that. I like Sheffield and oh. he's been doing better. He had one good start. I think he's at two now. Whatever. He's not good. He's not, his ceiling is not Clark Schmidt's. Okay. Yeah, back to back good starts by Justice. Good job, Justice. Good job, kid. Um, okay. Cool. Cool beans, man. That is a really good start against Houston, so good job, Justice. Do it. What if we change something about his mix? Do it. Okay. For my final award, who deserves it? Who deserves it? I'm going to give out, and I mean, I think I deserve part of this award. 
it's the really award. Really? 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 I have no idea. It's kind of going back to what we said before that. You know, with a lot of these bodies and everything that went on last year, you know, you see a couple guys towards the top and you see the bottom of the lineup and Holy it doesn't feel shit. too bad. Justice Sheffield? Yeah. Changed the pitch Just mix a little bit. Scrapped the four seamer entire like he doesn't throw a four seam fastball at all. It was his number one pit fifty percent to zero. Done with it. Good. He needed a big change like that. Now I am rooting for him more. Okay. So look at that. Prospects can pan out. Um, Jim, and again, I'm, I'm going to take the brunt on this. It's going to Mike Ford. Like, you know, he had the nice stats last year, and especially towards the end of the year, and then all the batting average stats came out. 40 stats are bad this year, 602 OPS. And I mean, hey, again, maybe this is unfair to him that the other guys are right, but... When you see Mike Ford in the four spot, in the three spot. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. it's just not a Yankees lineup. Well, and I, I think it is, and I think you struggle with this, and a lot of other fans struggle with this. Batting three hole for the Yankees does not mean what it meant five years ago. Batting no. cleanup for the Yankees, like, they don't give a fuck. Right, but where you need to come back is that there's still analytics that are tied to it. Like, those spots are still going to get the most at bats. Like, uh, you know that's yeah, yeah, that's get, why the I, one and two I, I spots that, are still there. But it's not like important. they think Mike Ford's a three hole hitter. No, and they again, don't. It, they just plain splits. This this is almost unfair to Forty because I mean Judge Stanton Lemayhu blah, blah blah. We get it, Gary out today, but like we can't be having Mike Ford bat cleanup in a game against Garrett Cole. And again, it does tie to a lot of injuries. But this year he hasn't looked great. He his one. You know, his one shining moment was the home run off glass now. But I don't know. I, I think it's it's just a reality moment. Um, and it's like, you know, what? where are we in three years? And we've seen some guys come through, Tyler Austins, Ford. Mm-hmm. I, I think you just got to start being more real with it that, like, he's, he's not going to be part of the answer. Yeah, Ford's hitting so well that, like, you know. Like, play- I'd rather watch Andujar throw up 0 for 4s because once his bat does figure it out, we can use him than Mike Ford. In a Ford. different way. Yeah, I get that. But I'm just saying, like, sometimes, like, you'll say on the pregame show, like, they have him batting 3, and it's like they have Talkman, Urshela, Clint, Ford have all batted 3-0. They don't, con- they don't do lineups like... Where they consider, sure. let's put our best hitter three-hole. It's not the 90s. I get that. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, they were trying to piggyback offers Homer off glass now last time. and They just take the best lefties, the best righties, and sandwich them like that. Well, then they got to mix it up a little bit and slide Hicks down and have a couple righties lead off. They did that against you know? Snell with the righty stack. But, uh, yeah, dude, Ford, Ford's numbers look bad. He's a good threat off the – if he's not hitting um, – I don't know how much purpose he serves in a bench role because he, the only position he can play, Voight has a locked up. Yeah, He's not going to steal starts from Voight. Uh, so I think his time, you know, if they have a full, well, let's do this just for the sake of no making our brains a little happy before we end this episode. If Judge comes back and DJ comes back yes. so two weeks from now, 
What's the ideal lineup and bench? So let's see. So we're are we assuming Glaber IL? Uh no, I was gonna have Glaber on there okay. as well. So we're jump we'll jump forward two weeks. Glaber is back, DJ's back. Okay. Um no uh, stand. my read on Boone's quotes there is that Glaber might not be bad. We'll see. You you are the Boone Messiah, so I'll choose to believe that. And mm. I I like that answer. Um so yeah, I mean Gary, Voigt, DJ, Glaber, Geo, mm-hmm. bang. Yeah. Hicks in center, Judge in right. Mm-hmm. Left field is Talkman. I'm fine with Talkman, Guardy, Platoon situation. But yeah, you start Talkman. You, you lean Talkman. And Clint you DH. You can rotate the rest days. Clint DH, maybe you spark Anduhar somehow in the next coming weeks. I'm over Anduhar. I think he should stay down and bow out of the season. Um, You know, I think... Uh, a good, a not good, him personally, but a good, I, I, a good series from Andujar could change that answer. As of right now, he, yeah. you're very right. But yeah. I think if we saw Andujar with uh, unfair to Clint at this point to to say yeah, Cl- Andujar should be DHing over him. It's it's a very small sample, and that's all we have this year. So it's very fair, and Clint has hit well. But you know, I just think if we saw if we saw a, a three game set where Andujar went. You know, five for ten with three doubles. I think we could hop back on that train quick, but we're he's got to do it. We're two years away from that. He's got to do two it. Two years yeah. out. Like we haven't seen him. It's hit true. In two calendar years, uh, and it's not fair to him to expect right. it out of him. So I think they need to stop messing around. Um, so then the bench would be right: Kratz or Higgy. Kratz, Kratz Higgy. Or Higgy. Higgy's back. Uh, then one of Gardner Talkman. One of Gardner Talkman. We'll say Gardy for now. Wade. Wade. And then who would you want as your fourth? Would you want Ford? Would you want Tyro? I'd want Tyro over Ford. Would you want... Anduhar. Anduhar. I'd want Tyro... I'd want Tyro over Anduhar slash Ford. Because Anduhar doesn't have a spot in defense. If you pinch hit him, then you have to burn another player to defensive replace him. Ford doesn't have a spot either. So if you pinch hit him, then you have to defensive replace him as well. Unless you're just pinch hitting him for Clint. So, like, my ideal bench... Doesn't have Ford or Anduhar on it right now. If they all get healthy, which isn't going to happen, won't because happen. the season is yeah. cursed and the Yankees are cursed. Yeah, and in that situation, I'm all. I mean, after seeing what the Rays did to us today, use that Scranton bus a little more for the pitchers, and use more. a bench. Use oh, yeah. a bench, man. Like have Anduhar and Tyro, or have Tyro and Ford. So, like, if you find yourself in a late-game situation, instead of us being nervous about who Otto's got to face, let's screw the other team on the three-batter rule and give ourselves a good matchup. Yeah. 28-man rosters. Yep. I agree. Figure out who you can send down between Holder, Heller, Nick Nelson. Um, who else is out there? Well, Miggy Yahoo. Miggy Yahoo, if we're going to use him sometimes. Call up Clark. Like, rotate those guys. Use the rules. They have been sending guys up and down just really bizarrely. Yeah. They called up Tropiano and then sent him down without ever using him. Good job, Trope. Got some money out of that. Whole thing was a real trope. Oh, dude, really good response to the goose picture. Yeah. Oh, man, they got his twin brother, too. Ooh, that is good. Chase Green. like a really good. Shout out, Chase. Yeah. All right. I think okay. that's the show. Yeah. We'll see what goes on with this Mets series. 
yeah, pregame shows. Well, there won't be one tomorrow. If there is one Saturday, Sunday, they'll be on Instagram Live for the weekend. All right. That's it. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. We love you. Maybe a couple sad boy reviews. Your call. No. We said we wouldn't ask for reviews until the end of the season. I didn't. I said maybe a couple sad boy reviews. Okay. Period. Period. Where's the grandma button? Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.